Welcome everybody to episode 24 of Legion's Cast. Wow, episode 24, we are we are here, we as in Lord Stephen Bashadi, along with my co-host today, Jeremy Gerard. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing very well, Stephen, and yourself? Oh, you know, I tell you what, I'm doing better. I, I've been sick for a week, I've been down under the weather, I've been having um delusions and, and, and uh psychopathic dreams that have just been you know twisting and turning in in my head and things have been crazy and i keep having nightmares of goblins uh goblins are attacking me and i can't get away because these these little things they just there's too many of them and uh so i was like you know hey in my delirium because i've been really sick it wasn't covid well at least they say it wasn't but, but something got me good. And uh, I said, you know, the only way to get this goblin uh, uh, obsession out of my head is to talk about some goblins. So I did the only thing a man can do is call Jeremy Gerard and say, will you come on Legion's Cast and let's talk about some goblins. Absolutely. I love me talking about some goblins. So I was like, yes, Lord Stephen, I am there counting in. We're gonna have some fun tonight, um, everybody. We're 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 back now. I know Legion's cast has not been. I'm just gonna say it. We're just. We just haven't been there for you. You know, I just feel like there's you know the the the, the Legion's fan. You deserve better. And 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 uh, I feel real bad about it. And so we're gonna really try to attempt to get some more content out regularly. Uh, this is this is a a promise I'm gonna make. Jeremy's gonna help me. He's gonna he's gonna hold my hand. He's gonna keep me on the straight and narrow. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have rotating people on this show. Um, Travis is gonna come when the sun goes down, which is in sometime in October. I'll bet you you'll see Travis on this show a little a little more. I'm hoping. Uh, Pete has wandered off into the woods like the giant troll he is. I don't know if he's coming back. Or if he's just found a cave that he's gonna curl up and in and eat hot dogs and macaroni and cheese, Meyer macaroni and cheese hot day hot dogs sliced the long way like he likes them. Um, <laughs> Jeremy's making a face. So nasty. <laughs> that's his uh, that's his number one staple. That's his number one food. Like hot dogs mixed in with the mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and he's, was, he's so picky. Well, it's a certain brand. We used to do that with beans when I was a kid. Mom would serve that and like baked beans, like A and W. You never had that? No. Frank, Frank's and beans. I oh oh beans and hot dogs. Yes. Now, oh, I thought you were saying beans and cheese, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> no, no beans and hot dogs. Frank's and beans. We used to do that. But I've never mixed hot dogs in with macaroni and cheese. That sounds nasty. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 his thing. Um, we we're gonna uh, we're gonna have some fun on Legion's Cast. Uh, you get your news from um, a good show with a friend of, that includes a friend of mine that just happens to be here. Mythic Conversations. You can get all kinds of news there. And I'm not saying you won't get any news here. You're going to get news here when something big drops. We're going to want to talk about it. Um, but you know, for the nuts and bolts, 
you've got great sources. So here we're going to get a little whimsical and uh, we're going to talk about some topics and we're going to, we're going to have some fun. So um, I guess without further ado, we'll get, we'll get to the topic at hand. Um, we're going to discuss some goblins, Jeremy goblins. Where do goblins rank as far as uh, your favorite? I don't know if you call them species Race. Yeah, I, I call them race. Um, definitely one of my favorites. Uh, from a customizing standpoint, I absolutely went crazy when the goblins arrived with Advent of Decay. Uh, you know, not only were they a new, you know, body format to work with, which was a lot of fun. Um, but there were so many different things you could do with them. There were so many different kinds of goblins that you could make. And I've said before that I imagine the goblins as kind of being a mix of like, you know, the Tolkien goblins from Lord of the Rings, which are, you know, a fast army that are fairly terrifying um, and kind of like the Jim Henson goblin from like Labyrinth. So they're, they're terrifying and they're vast, but they're also kind of comical, um, you know, there's definitely a sense of like whimsy and almost like slapstick comedy to them. Um, I love the fact that the figures, forget about customs, just the figures themselves. There's so much personality in those face sculptures. You know, Eric Treadaway has said that he just kind of went crazy sculpting goblins because as soon as he started, he just couldn't stop himself. And he just kept sculpting more and more and more goblin heads. Um they, I think they lend themselves to that. So I, I love, I have a whole Detolf case completely full of goblins, top to bottom, all my goblins. Uh, they're, they're just a great, fun kind of race to work with and to display. They are. And I think I've also said too, that I always think of them as kind of gremlins. And yeah. to be honest, I, I literally do this when I'm customizing or painting goblin parts. I sit here and I go, I do that. I sit there and I hum that stupid, that gremlins thing the whole damn time. And so that's what I'm, that's the mood I'm in when I'm doing that is that mischievous, you know, evil gremlin thing. Gremlin. That's a great, I've never, I don't think you've ever said that to me because that is actually a wonderful way to describe them. Cause I always say a mix of Tolkien and Henson, but those are gremlins. Like literally gremlins are a mix of Tolkien and Henson. So you found a way Lord Stephen, to take my very long winded explanation and make it much more concise and stronger. That That's a rarity. I never usually make things more concise and stronger. Well, you, you have done so this time. Good Lord. <laughs> Yeah, gremlins, gremlins are a, a wonderful way to explain how I imagine the goblins as well. Just mischievous, terrifying, capable of incredible destruction, but damn funny to look at. Yes. Now, here's another question I have for you, because I, I see this all the time, and I just have to get your take on it. Um, when you pose your goblins, I see a lot of people taking pictures of their goblins. Really cool pictures a lot of times. I see people that have their goblins standing straight up like humans would. 
Yeah. And I always bend the knees and yeah. hunch them over and make them look like they're 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 yeah. little I don't know. They're they're, they're never straight. Yeah. I, I literally have one on my desk right here that I'm holding up to the camera and the legs are bent. They're not standing straight up. The legs are bent. But yep, the the back is kind of hunched over. Yeah. I always make them look like that. Me too. And I want to go out on a limb and say that that is the right way. Um, if you own goblins and your goblins are just standing straight up, please go to your shelf or wherever you go right now and fix it. Uh, and don't put it post any more pictures like that. Cause they, 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 they freak me right out when they see them. Somebody just posted a really great picture. Um, and I'm going to pick, I can't remember who did it, but it was of night night King Nuglin and he's walking and he looks very upright and proper. And I'm like, I don't know. I just can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't get on board. I'm sorry. So if you want to help me with my uh, yeah. obsessions. Yeah. I like them. I like them better. It also makes them shorter, which, yep. you know, I kind of like them being a little more, they're already fairly small, but even more diminutive. I think that looks really, really good. Yeah, me too. So, Diving into the lore, and I'm talking, when I say lore, I mean, you know, this is the stuff we know, or I know. Jeremy probably knows more than me. Uh, well, that probably he does. But this is the stuff that I've, I've gotten from uh, the bios. And I just think it's kind of an interesting picture, because if you just go through and read Goblin bios, and, um, and you can really glean a lot of what's going on. And, and I'm in this phase of my collecting where I... I, I rely on the bios a lot to uh, to influence who I put on what shelves together in my collection. And, you know, I'm not saying everybody has to do that, obviously. It is very fun to do, though, for me. You yeah. know, and they might not stay that way. I could, you know, they weren't like that way in the beginning. It's just something I'm having fun with now. But, um, but I, I have found a couple things in here and i'm like oh i've got to go change i've got to go put this this person next to this person now because uh it just makes more sense but yeah. if you go to sourcehorseman.com there's a guy who works on that um a good looking chap <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's a great resource for for anything mythic legions obviously jeremy gerard is the one who right. makes that thing happen you know, it's funny. So I appreciate the kind words on the website and the resource it is. Um, I do get a number of fans that reach out to me and mention that they like the website, that it's been very helpful, especially for new collectors. Um, I think one of the best compliments I got was when Eric told me that they will actually use it as a source of truth where if they are talking about a character or debating something and they don't remember it, they go to the website because it has become such a complete source for all of this stuff that they know that they just have to look there and that's where they'll get their information. So as, as a fan myself, that was pretty darn cool to hear. Oh, it would be. And it's, I love the way it's set up. So, you know, if you're looking for a character, which I am usually – I find them through um, the factions. Factions, but, yeah, I do too. But if you if you don't remember the faction and you remember what wave they came in, you can find them that way. Yep. You know, and uh, it's just really it's like how there's there's options to get. It'll get you there. And if you don't remember what faction they're in or what wave they came out, you can just go to the full checklist, which is alphabetical, and literally just scroll down to their name 
and find it that way. It's a, it's a great resource. So I went right to the Legion of Erethir and uh, started there. And the first goblin you will run across if you go there and scroll down is Gonks. Um, Gonks is, he, he's, one, he's one of the first goblins, 2.0 character, correct, isn't he? He is. Yeah. I, I will I will argue that he's not the first goblin that you find on that page. Oh, well, what is the first goblin you find? Oh, okay, you're right. It's the Legion Builder. And before the Legion Builder, there's the Deluxe Goblin Legion Builder. But doesn't have before, a bio. And before him, there's the Bog Goblin. Yeah, but... Everybody knows when I say goblins, we're not talking about bog goblins. Okay, so let's set the parameters here. You are talking about cavern goblins. There are a number of different kinds of goblins in the realm of mythos. And I, I would ask you, Stephen, stepping back for a minute, you went to the bios and started reading those. Um, there's a whole series of articles on Source Horseman called The Races of Mythos that includes an article about all of the goblins. In preparation for tonight's show, did you happen to give that article a read? Well, I didn't see that article. And so, no, I didn't so no. read that. No, I didn't read that. Okay. So... There are a number of different kinds of goblins, bog goblins, um, fuzz monks, which is what Thistlethorn is part of. Wait a minute, where are you getting this from? Is this is this Four Horsemen canon stuff? Yes, I make this up. This is Four Horsemen canon. So where did they get? Where did they? Where do you? Where have you? Did you find the word fuzz monk? In uh, Thistlethorn's uh, bio. Hold on a second. I'm gonna go to his bio right now. To prove that I am right. Thistlehorn's bio calls him fuzz monks? It doesn't, actually. Where did I hear that? Oh, no, it's in his race. So in his race, he's listed as a woodland goblin, parentheses, fuzz monk. Well, where did you get... Did You made that up. I did not make that up. You're taking up. artistic license because you're in charge of the, 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 uh, the website, that does sound very much like something that I would put there, but I did not I did not make that up. That was the information that was provided to me. When I built the website, I got a whole bunch of information um, that not only had the bios, because the, on the sides of the packages, all there are are the bios. You don't have their race or their role. On the website, both the race and role as additional data points, that information was provided to me by the Four Horsemen. So I did not make up the name Fuzzmonk. It that is that is the kind of character he is. He is a woodland goblin. See folks, you're already learning stuff here. There you go. Jeremy but... has a special book <laughs> that was written by I don't know who. Treadway, maybe. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a property bible. Okay, so we've got Jeremy has special information, and so okay, they're fuzz monks. Go on with your your little special. So, I'm setting the stage here, saying that what we are talking about is I like to refer to them as true goblins, but they are actually cavern goblins. The green skinned goblins; those are the cavern goblins, and 
what I think you meant to say was when you come to the Legion of Arathir page, because all the cavern goblins are part of one faction. They're all part of the Legion of Arathir. So unlike some of these, like dwarves and skeletons, um, the, these cavern goblins are all can be found in the Legion of Arathir faction. So if you go to that faction page, you scroll down, the first named goblin that you will come to is indeed Stephen Gunks. Just like I said. Absolutely. That's what I said. But I, but I took 15 minutes to say that, so that makes it better. <laughs> it does. It does make it better. I actually think that was actually quite interesting because I, I, I was, you know, to know that there's there's other information out there that is straight from the Four Horsemen that, you know, because I've been reading a lot of this stuff in here and I'm like, you know, Jeremy Gerard's just making this shit up. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm not. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not. You just swore on Legion's cast. I did. Ooh. I did. That's about as bad as it's going to get here, though. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, one thing I found right off the bat with Gonks is the very first sentence, I believe. And this puts a lot into perspective. The true scope of the Goblin Army can only be imagined by those with the greatest imagination. The scope of this army is huge. Because yeah. basically the next thing they say is it's a seemingly infinite number of evil soldiers. So goblins may be uh, the, 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 the highest uh, population on Mythos. We don't know, but it's up there. Yeah, I've always, I've always imagined them as being the most populous race in, in Mythos. Um, and part of that, not to go off topic for for too long here, but the only other one that makes me wonder if they could rival them would be the undead, would be the skeletons. Because I don't know that it's been revealed, you know, are the skeletons a race or are they the risen bodies of other races? Like, are we seeing the undead, undead humans, you know, um, which in that case you know, that could be, that could be a crazy amount of, you know, of skeletons of undead that could exist. Um, that's to me a question mark, how big the congregation of Necronominus's forces could be. Um, but based on what we've been told so far, I think it is fair to say that the goblin armies would be the most popular. But another thing, you know, well, let's talk about Gox himself. Uh, brutal hulking commander of the army. So he is, he is the big, he's the general, I guess, right? He's the commander. He is the, he's, he's a goblin that I, I don't pay a whole hell of a lot of attention to, to be honest. And he's really should be right, kind of standing right by Noglin. Yeah. And it's funny when I first saw the pictures of him, because again, all of these, I say not all of them, most of the cavern goblins, all the first ones that we saw were in Heaven of Decay. So we saw pictures and we got names long before we got any biographies on them. Um, like a lot of people, when I first saw Gonks, I thought he was going to be a brute. I thought he was going to be like the muscle, you know, so yeah. not not a leader type character, not a commander type character, but an enforcer brutish type character. Uh, so when that came out and he was the commander, I was definitely surprised in, in 
kind of a cool way. I love the fact that they, you know, subvert your expectations sometimes with things like that, where it would have been easy to just make him that the, you know, the hulking bruiser. He's got a leadership position was unexpected and that's cool. It is cool. Um, cool kick character. And, and like, this is what I think is fun about doing this stuff is, is now, you know, it's been a while since we've gotten gonks. I haven't read his bio in a very long time. And now it almost makes him brand new and shiny again. It's like, Oh, gonks. I want to go play with him now. Um, it's very, uh, immature, but I like to be immature. So that's cool. <laughs> so next I'm going to go on to, uh, King Nuglin. How do you say? Do you say Nuglin? Nuglin? What do you? How do you? How do you? What's your? I say, I say King Nuglin, and my reason for that is King Nuglin was named after Eric Treadaway's son Nolan. So oh. Nolan and Nuglin to me, like the the end of Nolan, I try to make Nuglin sound the same way versus Nuglin. Um, I've never heard Eric say it, so who knows how it's said, but I've always said it King Noglin. Okay. But it is absolutely based on uh, his son, Nolan. And what I, I think is cool about this bio is it doesn't hold, it doesn't say a lot about personality of Noglin. Noglin. It really doesn't, but it gives us a bunch of information about other things here. Uh, yeah. it, it mentions two sprawling kingdoms below the, the Grey Vein Mountains. Grey Vein makes me wonder if that's a nod to Grey Skull, because Grey is spelled yeah. uh, the way that it is in Grey Skull. And I know Eric's a huge Masters fan, but just something I, I kind of noticed. Um, so the Grey Vein Mountains. Uh, and the two kingdoms are goblins and dwarves. Yeah. So the dwarves are and the goblins are under these mountains in sprawling caverns you got the cavern dwarfs and the cavern cavern dwarves and cavern cavern goblins and the the goblins themselves one of the things you didn't point out in gonks's biography was it actually mentions uh gob hollow so gob hollow they you're right they're both races both kingdoms are in the gray vein mountains but the goblins themselves their settlement is called Gob Hollow. Gob Hollow. And I mean, I'm assuming the way I, my, my, my imagination takes this on is caverns under the mountains. So I'm seeing something like Lord of the Rings, um, a fellowship, the fellowship of the ring when they're down there, maybe it might be something like that. Maybe it's more cave like, but, um, and I'm seeing that they're probably connected yeah, I could see that. I, I could see. So I imagine it as if you've ever read these books that I, I, I forget who introduced you to them, but there are these books about a, a dark elf named named Dritz. Yeah, um, a lot of the fans, I think, introduced me to that. Yeah, yeah, I somebody introduced you. Definitely not Tritz. No. Um, but they talk about the Underdark as an area in Forgotten Realms, you know, that part of Dungeons and Dragons. And they talk about these different kingdoms, the kingdom of the Drow Elves, the kingdom of the, you know, the, the like gnomes that live under there. There's all these different, you know, there's a vast underground network 
Um, and they're connected because there are tunnels under there the same way that above ground things are connected just because you got to traverse from one place to another. So I imagine it that way. I imagine that, you know, you've got these two kingdoms that are connected just because they're both in the Gravade Mountain. They're both in those those subterranean, you know, caverns, um, but they're separated by some distance and they have their their own distinct sections. I I personally, Stephen, also like to imagine that Gob Hollow is similar to another famous fantasy hollow called Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls. So I also imagine that maybe the goblins are down there just like drinking lots of coffee and you know, reading books, you know, having yeah. some items, getting yeah. some takeout. I'm not familiar with that. Is that a TV show? <laughs> yes, it is a... It is a television show. It is a it is a very girly television show. Yeah. Having, having so many young ladies in your household, I would have expected that you would have been exposed to um, Gilmore Girls. It was one of those things that my daughter and wife were watching, and I begrudgingly started watching, and then completely became hooked on. Really? Yes. Oh, no, my my family hasn't 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 gotten into that one yet. Um, now it says here, okay, so the goblins and the dwarves have a history of fighting between uh, between Nuglin and Bromden Ironjaw. Bromden Ironjaw being the leader of the Cavern Dwarfs, and uh, we all know who Nuglin is. And these two guys are at odds. So I'm assuming that you know goblins and dwarves have had a long history of spilling each other's blood, um, but. It says there, now they have common ground aiding Gorgo. Aiding Gorgo, uh, Aetherblade, and getting ready for the coming of Aerithir. That's the way I interpret it anyways. Um, so my interesting question that pops up into my head that I don't know the answer to is, what's the payoff? What's the payoff of their their alliance? They're, they have an alliance, I would assume, and I would hope it's a shaky alliance because that makes it more fun. But... Um, but I don't know. What's what's the payoff? Is there is there a promise from from Gorgo that Aether that uh, that Aerithir is going to take care of them, or he's going to grant one of them, or both of them, a bigger kingdom? I mean, that's that's talked about a little bit as a, as an expanding kingdom, but I can't imagine either of these sides not being willing to sell the other one out and take over, you know, and and, and try to get more for themselves. Absolutely. Because, and I will add this. If you've got two vast kingdoms like this that are in the Great Bay Mountains and, you know, they're in, according to, you know, the text, an eternal conflict over land and resources. What kind, to your point, what kind of promise Gorgo make them to get their allegiance. You know, if he's going to promise them additional land and additional resources, it makes me think, would either of those two kingdoms want to leave the Greyvane Mountains? I wouldn't imagine them wanting additional land. They want that land. So it makes me wonder if maybe Gorgo promised the goblins that they'll wipe out the dwarves when all said and done and the goblins can take over the mountain. And maybe he promised the same thing to the dwarves. 
So maybe Gorgo is playing both of them against each other. And at the same time, I wonder how loyal they are, not only to each other, but to Gorgo themselves. And I know that when you get a little further, we start talking about Thump's bio, some of the, the things I'm bringing up here start to get alluded to, where you start to wonder how actually loyal to this alliance are the goblins. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, I do have something in my notes that I think is going to be fun when we get there. Next, uh, we'll move on to Nubnik. <laughs> Nubnik is a is a is a very uh, as far as the figure is concerned, he's he's got a great face, uh, and he's got um he's he's not the flashiest of of the goblins, and and he can he can blend in, but he's he on your shelf. But when you really look at the the the, the figure, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun, and uh he's 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 one that. Again, you can you can almost rediscover some you know you yeah. can look at your and go oh wow this was great. He's um he was my favorite of the goblins in that Avenue of Decay wave. I know a lot of people really like Snag. Um, Snag's got a super classic goblin like look. Something about Nubnik, just the the color palette on him, the combination of parts, and I think it was also the two heads that are meant to be a helmeted and unhelmeted version of the character, but the helmeted version covers, it comes so far down on the nose that it almost hides that feature. And you get so little of the face exposed that it makes the unhelmeted head almost look like a different character. Totally. So I really like when I, got all these figures and I really wanted to customize as many as possible. Right out of the gate, that was like two goblins that I could make, you know, with that one character. So I always liked Nubnik. He remains one of my favorite goblins that they've done. And Nubnik, Nubnik is, is one of Naglin's favorite goblins because he works directly with the King. Uh, he's an assassin and you know he kind of he has that he's kind of that dark clad um, uh, goblin. He kind of looks like he could be a sneaky little guy that might get it behind you and knife you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think he's he is probably killed a lot of people for Naglin. <laughs> yeah, he does his dirty work. He does his dirty work, but they don't go without saying that he has a sense of humor. So he, if if we ever get the uh, the movie, the the Mythic Legions movie, I would expect him to have some great one-liners. Who would play him? Like, who's the, who's the voice of Nubnik? So he's got a twisted sense of humor, but he's lethally effective. So who would be funny but just horrible at the same time? Ryan Reynolds. Is he Danny's- Danny DeVito, yeah, yeah, because he's got the, you know, he's got definitely got the the more gravelly voice. Yeah. And not for nothing, I want Ryan Reynolds in a more prominent role. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds just has that, you know, he could, I think he could do it though. He could, he could, he has that snark. Obviously, he's Deadpool for crying okay. out loud, but, but uh, yeah, the gravelly voice would work. Um, 
Yeah. So, anyways, you know, I don't have much. Dubnik doesn't really give you a whole lot, except that he's a, he's an assassin that's working for for the king. Uh, next is my uh, my favorite goblin, Snag. Snag was always my favorite goblin. I I, I just I don't know if it's the classic look that you you mentioned. Uh, if it's the blue hat, I just love the blue hat. Yep. Uh, I love the fact that he's a little thief. Uh, but I think it's funny that it says he, he's, he's, you know, he's described as a thief. He lurks, he blends in. He's, he's the guy that doesn't draw attention to himself and will take anything he can get his grubby little hands on. But that has won him favor with Noglin. So Noglin likes that. So apparently he's, he's not worried about, uh, snag stealing his stuff, but I'm assuming he is, he is very, uh, apt to take advantage of snag's abilities when it comes to his enemies yeah yeah great character um does have that classic goblin look with the long nose um the blue like you said the blue hat he's just similar you know i know a lot of people have said that he feels similar in design to one of the classic ljn dungeons and dragons um characters that they did many many years ago i can see where that comparison may be made but i think he very much stands on his own is and is just a wonderful figure and it's cool little variation too um the only goblin in that first actually the only goblin at all so far that has come with like those bare arms everyone else has you know the armored limbs so the fact that they took the bare arms that they would normally use for like the females and painted them black so it almost looks like he's got you know kind of like a really tight shirt on it's a stealth suit it's a stealth suit yeah he's got like a little yeah he's got a little under armor underneath so he can move quick a little wick away yeah 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 i love the guy i love him he's always prominent on my shelf and i just i just pack him with all the parts that he comes with, and then I stick other things on him to make it look like he just stole stuff. You know, um, one of the things I did with him before we go to his bio, and it's funny because you look at that face, right? And it's it's goblin. It's goblin through and through. Sure. I took a razor blade and I cut all his teeth out. So I sliced everything out of his mouth so he had no teeth and it was just these gums. You pull the hat off him, pull the teeth out and pop up like I actually popped a Gandalf hat on him that I painted black and that head absolutely transforms into a witch. Oh yeah. I could see that. Absolutely transforms into like a really like good looking and I mean, not good as an attractive, but effective looking witch. Do you think your toys view you as Sid from toy story? I don't think, no, I don't think so. I think that they view me as like the way Chris Helmsworth's trainer, the way Chris Helmsworth review like views his trainer, you know, it's not, it's not easy becoming Thor takes a lot of work. So his trainer, he looks at his trainer and he's like, you know what? You put me through the paces, but I'm better for it. I think that is how my toys look at me. That's how you justify it. huh? Absolutely. <laughs> I think that those toys are desperately trying to get the hell out of your house. But 
And every time you walk down the stairs, they're like, oh, shit, we didn't make it again. And they have to get back up on the shelf. We're all stuck in these glass cases. We can't move them. <laughs> <coughs> wow. All right, so snag. Okay oh, man. I'm, I guess that, that was really all I had to say about snag. Do you have anything more to say about him? Because his okay. bio is pretty uneventful. Yeah, I mean, it's what you'd expect, you know, sneaky, mischievous, you know, he's uh, he's stealthily skulking around, helping himself to whatever he desires. I mean, he's a thief. It's exactly what you'd expect from a thief character. Okay, so now we've got Thump. So Thump is the first one we're going to look at that didn't come even of decay. Um, so interestingly, I can remember my first visit ever, Stephen, to Four Horsemen Studios was for Intern for a Day in 2019. Uh, I think it was 2019. Yeah, 2000 it had to have. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm questioning now. 2018, I think it was. So 2018, I went to the studio, um, and this was before Avenue of Decay actually had shipped. Um, the Intern for a Day experience was part of the backing, the pledges for Avenue of Decay. So when we went to the studio, that was the first time that we got to actually see these prototypes in hand. And they had a bunch of test shots. They had painted prototypes, and it was really, really cool. But they also had a lot of stuff there that had not been revealed to the public, um, including some things that still have not seen the light of day in terms of release. This is years ago. They, they had stuff there that still hasn't come out. But some of the things they had were some new heads that they had tooled during the same time as Avenue of Decay so they could release them, but they hadn't actually shown them yet. Um, Torgan Redfin, that Mohawk Dwarf, that was one of them. Uh, Fallon Frostbow, that elf was one of them. And the goblin heads for both Thump and Thwick, who we'll talk about in a minute, they were both there. So as someone who was already super excited for the goblins, being able to go there and actually see that they had additional goblin heads sculpted and tooled that they hadn't released yet, that was super, super cool. That would be fun. That does sound cool. Especially, I mean, this is this is pre uh pre-working with the horseman jeremy gerard so you didn't know any you didn't know this you didn't have any scenes behind the curtain nope. at that time nope that was my first experience going there meeting them in person um and seeing the studio and seeing all of that stuff i mean i will say this Stephen, the sense of awe that i felt that day and how amazing it felt to see those i haven't lost that every time i'm in the studio I get to see stuff and I still have that, that giddy sense of excitement. Awesome. Awesome. Hopefully I'll be there one day. I'll probably knock something over and get yelled at. That's usually how I roll. Um, so thump thump is another, uh, commander who is of the, uh, the thicker body style. He is. He's got a little. Uh, he's got a little. Uh, he's a little bit big boned. 
his shoulders. He's a it's a goblin frame, but he looks so much bigger because it uses the 1.0 pauldrons. It does. It it's a total it's a total. Uh, it almost makes him look fat, like a big toad. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's funny if you and I've heard people say this that if you you know because when you pull him out of the package, he doesn't have his pauldrons on. And he looks one way, and the minute you put his pauldrons on, it almost looks like he just does this. He just, yeah. he just kind of, like, inflates, like, now he's ready, you know? He puffs up just by putting those pauldrons on. Such a great face. I love that face. It's, it's, it's yeah. a winner. Um, not that any of not that they're all not, but it's super cool. But what one thing that's funny, okay, here, so here's another commander. Why do we need two commanders? Is the army that big that we need? We're going to have multiple commanders. Absolutely. Um, But the special thing about him is uh, it says in his bio that Naglin furnishes Gorgo. um, Or, yeah, furnishes, I'm sorry. Yes, furnishes Gorgo with Thump as a commander. So he basically kind of, as, let's see as Luke Skywalker kind of gifts the dwarves, the or the droids to uh, to to Jabba the Hutt, it feels kind of like a, that kind of thing here, where uh, you know, here here's my take Thump. He's a he's a he's a really good commander, and use him use him how you want. Yeah, well, um, it says so. It says it gives Gorgo an elite force of Gob Hollow's finest soldiers. So he doesn't just give him Thump; he gives them you know, an elite force. So a small group of soldiers um, or a group of soldiers, it doesn't say what size, but then commanding them is his own nephew, Thump. Very cool. Um, And then it goes on to talk about him uh, taking some shots to the head. I don't know if it specifically says head. I don't have the exact bio in front of me. I just have my notes, but that's the way my brain remembers it is that he took some shots to the head and he's in battle. He's been out there fighting a long time. He's a little punchy. Uh, if this one was going to get voiced, it would be by Sylvester Stallone. I was, I was going to go with the really big tall brother on everybody loves Raymond. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Robert. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I can see that too. Just real quick, unofficially, this should be a new part of Legion Cast. We should consistently talk about who would be the voice actor for these characters. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Um. So, uh, yeah, and because he's 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 so punchy, he kind of remembers, but not not fully, a plan that he got from his uncle Naglin that he can't quite remember how it goes. And I'm, uh, I mean, what do you think that plan is? Well, that's what I was alluding to when I was talking about how loyal, how truly loyal are the goblins to the Legion of Air there and to Gorgo Aetherblade. Um, it says right here that he, because of the bumps he's taken on his head, he's, only struggling to survive the, you know, you know, wastes of Bjorngar, but he's also desperately trying to recall the details of a shadowy plan laid out by his uncle before he left Gob Hollow. So it makes me wonder, are 
the goblins trying to double cross the Legion of Aerith there? Is there something they're trying to do? Um, are they trying to be double agents? Are they trying to hedge their bets and, you know, have alliances out there in multiple places? So depending on how the tide of battle turns, they can shift that allegiance as, you know, true survivors. That's one of the ways we haven't used the word survivors when it comes to goblins, but, you know, in addition to being super populous, I imagine them as just being like the cockroaches of mythos because you don't get that populace without having really strong survival instincts. So I can totally see Noglin and the goblins being super shady and shifty and, you know, putting a lot of, you know, possibilities out there. So depending how the battle goes, they can be covered and they can shift that allegiance. That is actually really fun. Um, I, my brain immediately went to them setting up the dwarfs to make them look ridiculous maybe on the field of battle to uh, cut their throat, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, and so that they might lose favor with Gorgo, which would promote them to uh, maybe receiving more spoils in the end from Aerithir. Either yeah, way, That makes fun. sense, too. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Either way, it's fun. So, um, next, next that takes us to Thwick. So Thwick, I said Numnik, was my favorite goblin. Now it is really a toss-up between Numnik and Thwick. I absolutely love this character. That that grin he's got, absolutely love that. Thwick is really cool. Um, I hope, and I, I think you, maybe you already did this. Did you make him his, his, his little group? Uh, to customize did you make customs to because it says here he has a, a little like uh... no i haven't i've done a number of customs with thwick but you are referencing the fact that he's an archer and he's got like a little group um of bowmen he leads a band of bowmen who protect the perimeter entrances to gob hollow yeah no i have not gone ahead and made other goblin archers that would accompany thwick that always seemed that always seemed like a fun little thing, but yeah. then there's part of me that kind of thinks that maybe we'll get other goblins that'll their bios will say that he's one of that they are one of Thwick's little yeah. guys. I don't know. That's also, I mean, we've got two different goblin legion builders now. The the original one, which was from Avon of Decay, and is going to be reissued in the upcoming reinforcements wave. Um, and we also have the the Deluxe Legion Builder Goblin, or what I like to refer to as the Puglin. That one, you know, those right there, you can arm them with some bows, um, you know, some crossbows, some longbows, whatever. And, you know, just by using a handful of them, you can start to build out Thwick's Band of Bowmen. It's very fun just to think that, you know, you know, just I just I like these bios they're you know they're obviously not long they can't be they don't have that much space to be long but they just they, they the few words they use they really can paint some pictures i see 
I see him in a group of little five, five guys maybe or something on the perimeter of Gob Hollow. And it's just, it's just really cool. Um, you know, it doesn't add a whole lot to the overall picture to the, as far as like the overall story, I mean, to the, to the, to the goblins, but, but super cool. And yeah, I imagine them. I, when I read that, I didn't imagine them as being like sentries where they're stationed, you know, cause it says leads the band of bowmen who protect the perimeter entrances to gob hollow. And it says perimeter entrances. So I never imagined them guarding like a gate. I imagine them being more like rangers, like a scouting party that's going out there and just patrolling, constantly patrolling the perimeter to make sure that it's safe and that it's protected, as opposed to, like I said, guarding one fixed area. Super cool. I love his, man, you could do a lot with just changing out his horns to put other things yep. in there. Looks makes him look super cool well that's that's basically the goblins of the legion of erethir um obviously there's a few i mean mephitor would will definitely be some sort of a goblin right he i think i think so yeah so i will say this the bio and race information has not been put on the website yet um i don't have that yet so that's, you know, when this got revealed, that stuff was not provided to me at that time. Um, so looking at the, you know, the way he looks, it looks like he's one of those woodland goblins, but he's got the different colorings. So who knows? Is he going to be a woodland goblin? Is he going to be a totally different race? He might not be a goblin at all at all now he does come also with the alternate head that is the same head that came with the goblin legion builder but painted all in black so you know that looks very similar we got the shadow orc gorthok it looks similar to the shadow orc so is that a shadow goblin I all questions that remain to be answered but you know just like if you remember the the female barbarian from Avon of Decay that came with an alternate head that was a flesh tone repaint of the female orc and they just kind of casually snuck it in there and I'm hearing back going dude that's a half orc like you just you just casually introduced a whole new sub race into the line and just did it like nonchalantly like oh yeah it's just an extra alt head um Mephitor's alternate head may do something similar where you know, it's like, oh, here's a black goblin head that we throw in there. That might be a backdoor way of introducing yet another goblin subrace into the line. Sure. Sure. Super cool. It's a super cool um, race. The goblins are fun all around. Now, do you want to talk about, I mean, should we address the elephant in the room? I mean... Which is what the bog goblin? I mean, do we do we is is, is yeah. do we do we talk about them or not? Yeah. So what's interesting is if you look at the bog goblin bio, race is actually listed as a greater goblin. So it says vicious and surly. The bog goblin is one of the most vile creatures in mythos. Small in size and amphibious in nature, they're well suited to hiding away in their swampland homes. Of all the greater goblin subspecies, so right there. 
all the greater goblin subspecies, that alludes to the fact that there's more. There's a number of greater goblin subspecies. This filthy breed is most willing to serve in the armies of the dark forces. Armed with the ability to vomit a hot and sticky black bile at their enemies, bog goblins are feared even by the bravest warriors. So right there, it establishes bog goblins as yet not only a subrace of goblin, but a greater goblin subspecies. And like I said, it alludes to the fact that there are more that we haven't even seen yet. We need more bog goblins. Yeah, I mean, we got we, I mean, we got obviously the Hellfire Goblin that are not true goblins, but are, you know, a demonic kind of like twisted version of a goblin. Um, but the fact that there's the the new head sculpture in there, um, I would not be surprised if we see that repainted as a bog goblin at some point. And now the other thing that's interesting is goblins themselves are related to the other green species in mythos you know i know we're not going to talk about all those other races tonight um but all of those races as a whole i believe are known as the impure and it even says in kurzog's bio it says gargantuan ancestors of orcs and goblins ogres are savage powerhouses that bolster the ranks of the warriors of Erethir. So right there, it talks about ogres being ancestors of orcs and goblins. So for everything that we've just talked about with the goblins and the subspecies of goblins, you can go even deeper if you start going into the other, you know, members of the impure, specifically the orcs and the ogres and even the trolls. You know, I know that there was a while ago when the figures first all came out where Eric had a shot of all the green team and it was, you know, the the forest troll, it was the ogre, it was the orc and it was a goblin. And that was something that he had wanted to do for years. For years, he had been working on building up to having all of those different sizes for those green races. Um, so to see that fully realized after all those years, once the the ogres were the last the last one, when they came out with Sejat Bjorngar, that was the last piece of that puzzle to get that full that full set. And um, you know, that's super cool. And it just alludes to, you know, this web of these interconnected species that are part of you know, mythic legions in the realm of mythos. That's fun. Yeah, there's so much, there's so much to, to delve into. Um, on future episodes, future, future races, futures, future, everything. This is, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Jeremy, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we sign off? No, I think I'm good. I think, you know, like you said at the start of the show, um, Legion's cast talking about news when there's something super big that, you know, it, it is the elephant in the room. We have to talk about it. And trust me when I tell you, we will have plenty to talk about in the coming months. Um, however, I cover a lot of this stuff 
on Mythic Conversations, which is my show every Wednesday night on my YouTube channel, you know, um, Mythic Mondays on One Six Shooters Instagram. That's every other Monday. You know, they obviously talk about what's going on and what's, you know, very topical. Um, so there's a lot of resources out there. In addition to the Mythic Legions Cabal, in addition to Source Horsemen, there's so much out there, I think, to cover the news that I don't think we need to rehash everything. I think that, you know, when we get together, when we make time to do this, it's fun to just kind of dig into the characters and the races themselves. Um, you know, hopefully I'm able to share some of that behind the scenes information to add a little bit more, you know, a little bit more depth to what we're talking about. Um, but ultimately, I love these toys. I love these characters. And this is stuff I don't really get to do on my show. So I love being able to hang out with you, Steve, and just talk about goblin voices. And stuff yeah. Like. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you heard it here first. Jeremy's going to be sharing all the stuff he makes up about the line and puts on his uh, his website. So I I swear I'm going to I'm going to get a notarized letter. A notarized, <laughs> a notarized letter, letter from Eric <laughs> saying that I did not make up buzz marks. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this uh, this uh, chapter of Legion's Cast. Uh, we'll be back shortly. I, I promise we're going to get to this show more often, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So until that, then uh, we will see you around the land of mythos.